Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, babies. Charity Stripe at your free throws because they're free. Fisher DeSopolis, DJ, Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Gentlemen, Super Bowl is done. It's in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs have won back-to-back. They went to overtime against the San Francisco 49ers in a thrilling game. Started off a bit slow, but by the end, things were tied, knotted up, and it was extremely, extremely exciting. Takeaways. We'll start with you, Nick. We're going to each give two. We'll start with you, Nick. You'll give one. Toss me. I'll give my two, and then we'll go back around. Nick, your first takeaway from the Super Bowl. There's so many. I mean, it started off such a boring game, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were very underwhelmed. I mean, you were mentioning how people making side bets unrelated to the game at your Super Bowl party that yeah. had nothing to do with it, and then all of a sudden – gets turned up in the the second half and then goes to overtime uh i guess i'll start with the overtime stuff mm. um because it's new rules and it's the first time that they're playing with those overtime rules i, I guess since they've introduced them in the last couple of years and i think the niners are getting a lot of criticism for taking the ball first on that when most people would say wouldn't you want to defend first right mm-hmm. where if the opposing team goes down and scores then you have four downs to play with every single time that you touch the ball because you have to score that drive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know exactly what you need to get, right? If they kick a field goal, then you can match for points or points. Or if they get a touchdown, then you know that you have to get a touchdown. So I think there is that angle there. But from what it looked like, it, there's also an angle as well where it's like, okay, your defense just got completely drained on that last drive there do you really want to go out and put your defense yes. back out there and so that's maybe just a nod to them having confidence in their offense and you know going out there and letting their defense ball and at the end of the day like it wasn't a complete failure of a drive they did kick a field goal they got points it's not like they had to punt it that would have been a disaster um but yeah i mean obviously didn't work out for the niners in that fashion so i guess that's my first takeaway just uh you know, the criticism that Shanahan's getting, I don't know if it's warranted, um, but I see both sides. Um, I mean, the over-under got hit right on the head, 47, which is wild. You know, I mean, like for Vegas to be able to do that on the biggest game of the year, uh, swung probably in a lot of different directions because people probably had half points. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kelsey Mahomes, Andy Reid, like looking for a three-peat next year. I think it's super viable, super possible. At this point, Mahomes is just rolling. <laughs> I think you know the nerves are just of steel at this point. He's this is his third win. This is his fourth appearance, and didn't even it didn't look nervous whatsoever. You know, just so calm, collected, made hardly any mistakes whatsoever in this game. So yeah, I mean, this is people keep throwing the name, the word dynasty out there, and it's like, what else do they really have to prove? You know, what I mean, like, yes, I know, like you got to continue to win to continue to match the Patriots and their success levels, but they're well on their way, and I think they're already there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, toss. Yeah, uh, no, I I think the the Shanahan points are. It's good to bring those up, Nick, and I agree with you. I think there wasn't anything glaringly obvious about the game that he called the strategy that he implemented that I had heavy criticism with. Um, 
yeah, maybe if he doesn't, maybe if they don't convert and they don't get the points, like you said, but they got the points, like they put pressure on them. Um, and it certainly looked like their defense was exhausted on that last drive. So I completely understand why they wanted to receive the ball. Um, I think, you know, it was a, it was a tale of two halves. And even though the 49ers looked to be the better team in the first half, their sloppiness and their lack of execution allowed the chiefs to stay in the game. And if Patrick Mahomes has it close, he's going to win. Like we've seen that time and time again, whether it's the regular season or the playoffs. And I, I think that, you know, there were just, there were drives, the McCaffrey fumble obviously didn't result in points for, for Kansas city, but we've talked time and time again on this show and on our horns up show that it still is really, really impactful when you give up the ball give the, the other offense an opportunity to drain your defense. Um, and you just don't have that opportunity to score like you had. And they were, they were moving the ball really, really effectively in that first drive before McCaffrey fumbled. I don't know, you know, he's knocking himself for that obviously. And so was Pacheco when he fumbled later in the game. Um, but there was also, I was just rewatching the tape. I think it was in that second drive that the 49ers got the ball and Trent Williams had back-to-back penalties. It's the best mm. left tackle in football doing that. And um, the second penalty was a holding, on that crazy conversion where Brock scrambles left, throws the ball across his body to Kittle for like a, I don't know, it was like a probably like a 17 yard first down conversion. Um, and it, and it was Kittle's would have been Kittle's first catch of the game. And obviously his first catch of the game didn't come until the second half, uh, because that play was called back. So just little mistakes early. Um, you know, McLeod had that fumble on the, on the punt hit off the back of his guy's foot. And then, you know, he tried to make a play and it gave the the chiefs, the ball in, in plus territory. I think just mental mistakes that you can't make in the super bowl, especially against the Kansas city chiefs. Um, and I really just, you know, all the credit to, to Andy Reid. like the guy still knows exactly what he's doing. I know everyone made a huge fuss about that kind of tete a tete that he and Travis Kelsey had in the first half. Cause he didn't have him on the field. Guess what? This guy knows exactly what he's doing. And all year, Travis Kelsey has kind of been a player where he hasn't played a full four quarters at the level that we have recognized Travis Kelsey to be at. He's picked his spots. And I think that was just a recognition of an all-time head coach, a Hall of Fame head coach, knowing that they were going to need Travis in, in Q3, Q4, and OT. And he ends up the game with a fantastic line. It was just early when they didn't need him, they, they just wanted to go in another direction and they wanted the belldozer out there. Cause he can block, he can doze people. That's what he's in there for. Uh, but yeah, I just, all, it was a, it was an all time game and you, you couldn't want anything more from a super bowl. In my opinion, I, I, I really even wasn't bored in the first half because it was so chaotic. Um, but things got really crazy in the second half. And, and then obviously Mahomes did what he did and, and, uh, an interesting, I, just a, a tangent here. I just grateful that Tony Romo finally said like what the, the clock rules were in OT because I'm sitting there watching the clock run down. It's yeah. Everyone's like, and I'm like, I'm like, they're not really rushing. So I, I think that they're good. Like the clock doesn't really matter here. And then he mentioned like, it's just like a quarter ending. So you would have continued, but that was the only question mark I had about OT, but apparently some of the 49ers players like didn't know the exact rules, which I mean, you got to cover all your bases there as a, as a coach and a staff yeah. to make sure that guys know what's going on in, in every scenario. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, the ref said at the beginning, I mean, obviously, you don't know how many people are paying attention when he's going through the rules. It was very like boxing match-esque with Mahomes and Fred Warner standing there at the beginning of OT. But he says this restarts the game. So that to me was like, okay, like we're restarting everything quarter to quarter type deal. And you get both positions. Uh, shout out to our buddy. This is his first of a, maybe a couple shout outs when we get to our mock draft, uh, Jake McDermott. Um, he was the one like you, Nick, who said, hey, look, everyone's like, oh, why are the Niners receiving? He's like, look, the Niners defense is gassed. Like you want to keep your, you want to get your Niners defense, you know, uh, a bit rested. So he, he was right there. Our boy, friend of the show, Ray Ray McLeod, it seems like he made the mistake, but it was actually the guy on his kicking teams, you know, the receiving team's mistake. Yeah, he, you got to, yeah, you got to get out of the way. You have to make a play on the ball when it hits your, you know, you know, hits your teammates' fit. Unfortunately, he couldn't. Gives the Chiefs the ball in plus territory. I want to give a shout out to four-time Super Bowl champion, defensive coordinator wizard, one of the best defensive coordinators, if not the best defensive coordinator of all time, Steve Spagnola who really game-planned a fantastic game, only giving up 19 points in regulation to the 49ers, holding them to a field goal in, in overtime is great. Trent McDuffie, um, they traded Tyreek Hill Stud. a couple years ago, and in that draft, instead of replacing Tyreek Hill in the first round, they went with Toss's brethren, um, the Greek freak of the you know uh, of the NFL, George Karlaftis. And Had a Trent, fumble recovery. Uh, and Trent, yeah, and Trent McDuffie. Um, Opa sees innings to uh, George Kalafti's um, and Trent McDuffie, who absolutely balled as an all pro and proved why three, three pass deflections, including a huge one on third down when Spagnola chose to go with the nickel blitz, um, which was a pretty phenomenal call on his part. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I'm glad you, you guys bring up excellent points and toss on your Kelsey point picking his spots. What was the last dynasty we really saw in sports? Golden State Warriors. And what did the Golden State Warriors do better than anybody really? dominate the third quarter and that's what we saw the chiefs come out and do adjust beautifully dominate the third quarter really stick it to the 49ers control that third and control that start of the second half um you know and, and moody hit two bombs of you know field goals bombs of field goals so did bucker so did bucker but that block extra point in special teams that changed the game tie game right there instead of seven instead of 17 13 and the chiefs have to score a touchdown it's 16 13 and they get away with kicking a field goal making it 16 16 changes the entire dynamic of the game, helps me hit the Chiefs and the under. Uh, Vegas is insane. 47 and a half and it going to 47 is ridiculous. Yeah, I had 47 on the dot, so I did, I got to push that one. But I didn't I did an alternate side bet prop that I really liked. It's will there be more points scored in this game or will there be a, a longer field goal scored? So I took that as well. So 57 ended up being the longest field goal. So my over-under for that game ended up being 57. Super Bowl nice. record. I, I love that. I uh, was... twice Super Bowl record twice. Moody yeah, said it, and then Bucker was okay. like, "Hey, hold my beer," and he he took it. I had a six leg prop parlay. I went five for six. Yeah, I had a five, yeah. and I I went four for five. Needed yeah. Rashi Rice to score a touchdown. He didn't. I needed yeah, McCaffrey was... to score twice. That was I just it. needed Richie James to catch one pass and I would have failed. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Dude, I love needed that, needed that and the 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 worst thing about it was I needed that in the middle of the second quarter everything else had hit. Oh, so for the rest of the game I was no. praying for to our Lord and Savior for Richie James to catch so, a pass. A parlay that me and my my pops took was um we needed McCaffrey over 46 Receiving yards, crush right. that. We needed use check over 15 receiving yards. He got that on like the third play of the game, um, which is dope. Um, we needed Mahomes to have over 37 and a half pass attempts, and he was at 37 
on the last throw of the game. So he needed one more throw, basically. So he he had that last throw that ended up going to Kelsey. And what we needed was hit to go to Rice. And Rice is open across the middle, but there was pressure. And so that would have ended up getting it for us because they would have thrown it to Rice. It would have been the last throw of the game, and he would have caught the touchdown. So that would have been our, our parlay. I think we might have had one more, too. But um, regardless... Oh yeah, Kelsey yeah. over Kelsey over eighty three yards as well. Oh yeah, that's that nice. was like a sweat all game. Which that yeah. hit, right that hit on his last one where he took it up the sideline. Exactly. I really felt like on that moment, I texted you guys. I thought he was going to take it all the way to the house, and I was going to be like, "Oh, he's been so quiet all game," and here he is at the very end, and it just feels perfectly on script for the NFL for Taylor Swift for the Chiefs to win it. Obviously, I don't believe that anything was rigged or anything like that, but it just sometimes sports work out that way. Um, but yeah, I think the way that it did work out ultimately tells the tale of, of what's most important to the Chiefs and the fact that they have a three-time Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league. This guy is on pace. He's one year behind Brady technically, right? Because Brady won his third when he was 27. Mahomes is 28. Um, did anyone even think that anyone would be on pace with Brady ever? I certainly didn't. Uh, even watching this guy at Texas tech, we knew this guy was a gunslinger, but we didn't know that he was going to consistently make the right decisions down in down out. Uh, and, and you know, him making that final play, him making that fourth down run where he kept it and, you know, Romo on the call, it's like, Oh, it's so obvious that he's holding it, but it's like, that's, that's how good Andy Reid is. That's how Romo. good Patrick Mahomes is. Like you can't stop him when he wants to do what he wants to do, which is he, he was electric on the ground in this game. I mean, he, I had he his had, over, I had his over rushing yards. I mean, look, anybody who had over Patrick Mahomes rushing yards and over McCaffrey receiving yards knows ball and knew that the, those guys, like when it, when push comes to shove, that their team is going to get them the ball and make them make a play because they're the two best playmakers on either side of their teams. Um, but I just, you know, him having that touchdown at the very end to McCole Hardman, which crazy that he gets traded in the middle of the season from the jets back to the chiefs and so and he, classic and he out. has two two huge plays right i mean we were we were talking about this chiefs team and their weapons and how they didn't have enough and, and guys had to step up i mean tony was a healthy scratch in this game but hardman caught that deep ball um where mahomes just threaded the needle between a db and a safety in the first quarter and then of course you know he has the touchdown catch at the very end of the game to seal the deal so that throw was ridiculous. That might have been the play of the game, honestly, or one of – or sorry, the second play of the game, the the big play of the game. I don't know if you guys were – how close y'all were listening to the broadcast, but they called Juwan Jennings third in Juwan as if that was like his nickname. It is. It, internally, the locker room calls inter- him that. Okay, cool, because none of us do that. We were like, what? When so he, we, every time he was like even touching the ball, we're like third in Juwan, like screaming for that play they ran was gutsy and epic. That I, think the, I think in the second or the third quarter, I, I took a live – prop bet of his over one catch or over a half catch that's awesome i was like, I was like why is that even there so i took it the hit. the live uh elijah someone took elijah mitchell over three and a half rushing yards which hit that was a big one that cashed yeah i, I mean look you know I, I think we're in a group text we're in a bunch of group texts about sports but i think in one of them someone sent a tweet about mahomes being mj and i don't necessarily hate it like he's just so much better than his contemporaries and it's not even just him. Like the defense is so good now and young. 
So they've proven they can draft defensive players and implement defensive players. It's not just McDuffie, Carlottis, and Chris Jones. They have – Tranquil had a really good game. Legereus Sneed is almost just as good, if not better, at times than Trent McDuffie. Reed is a good safety. They have Nick Bolton, who they drafted. Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, who they brought in. Like They are, they are drafting really well in the, in the defensive side. And if they go and get a receiver, you know, again, a little more help from Mahomes, it's it's kind of game over. I just don't know who's going to beat them. The Bills have so many question marks. Burrow has to come back healthy. The Ravens clearly are, are not who they th- we thought they were on offense. Like there is a lot that has to happen in the AFC for someone to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. And then for Shanahan, like I don't want to say he's cursed, but he he was a part of the blown lead in Atlanta. He blew the lead the first time against the Chiefs. And this one was like there was a, a bit of an earlier lead. Like he didn't have the lead that late, a 10-point lead that late in the game, but he still blew a quote-unquote 10-point lead now. And he has to get he's has to get out of the label now that people are starting to throw on him and being a choke artist. I don't think he's a choke artist. He's gotten to two Super Bowls as a head coach. He's gotten to one as an offensive coordinator. And you're going against Mahomes and both you lost. And the other one you lost was against Tom Brady. And yes, the 28-3 to game is crazy, but it was so many insane fluke plays like – the Edelman catch, you know, high tower sack, like all of it's just nuts, right? And so I don't think he's necessarily a choke artist, but he has to get, he's now in the position where he has to get over the hump. Well, I do think the difference between where he is in comparison to where he was with the last 49ers team that went to the Super Bowl is that they have a quarterback that I think they have a lot more confidence in. Well, a quarterback who is in a quarterback who's in year two, who has room to get better, right? A quarterback who's already making better plays and bigger plays and bigger moment plays than Jimmy Garoppolo ever did in his career. And Brock was not the problem this game. I, I think that that you saw him miss some throws deep down the field, which would have, you know, changed the game multiple shots to Debo, one to Ayuk, but it was because Spagnola was dialing up the pressure and Brock barely had a second to breathe before he had to their offense line was terrible. Especially in that second half too, when they needed it to really give him some time. Um, and I think you kind of, it, it, it felt like Shanahan knew that early on because they moved Brock out of the pocket a lot and they had a lot of, um, a lot of quick throws to the outside to get the ball out of his hands, but he looked composed back there. Like I have no gripes and I feel no differently about Brock Purdy than I did going into this game. He is their guy. Um, he's got balls of steel, honestly, like he was still able to make some really impressive throw that throw to Chris Conley on the deep out was an epic throw awesome. where, where, where Roma broke down how he changed the pocket stepped up and made a perfect throw falling off to his he just is so good at that like off platform throw where he's yeah. leaning and he gets tackled or whatever um I mean he was really good and like it hurt that Kittle went down in this game it hurt that Debo went down like again to, to Andy Reid he kept Travis Kelsey in a place where he was healthy enough and had enough stamina where when they needed him most he was out there and he was operating at 100% capacity Debo Samuel was maybe never at 100% capacity in this game. Kittle goes down. He comes back in. When he comes back in, it was one play after their backup tight end had the the holding call. Like, those things really, really matter. Um, Dre Greenlaw tore his Achilles running out onto the field. That's so sad. That, Brooke, that was heartbreaking. But that's, like, from a game standpoint, you need that guy in the game to help with Kelsey. Had to have him in there. Yeah, had to have him in there. Yeah, it's just I think if Purdy was picked where Trey I said this to you guys all week and with everyone, all the talk of Purdy going around the Super Bowl radio row. If Purdy was picked where Trey Lance was picked, everyone would be sucking his dick right now. 
Yeah. It would be. It'd be an absolute glaze fest. This guy's the next best thing. If he was even picked where Jordan Love was picked the first round, the end. This guy is epic. What a great pick by Shanahan and co, you know, letting him sit and then bringing him in. Like this guy's perfect, but he's a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant. Everyone's just waiting for the shoe to fall. And we know the three of us watching him as a freshman and a sophomore, how good he can be at his best. We heard the right people say, oh, this guy has a ton of experience in college, four-year starter in the Big 12. He just needed the right system. And how many times did we hear guys like Jason Campbell, who came on a show years ago, be like, I'm a good quarterback. I was just in the wrong system. System matters for everybody, every single person. So, I mean, look, you go to Peyton Manning, for God's sakes. Yeah, he was epic in Indianapolis, MVP. But he goes to that system in Denver, and then he goes from like – top tier MVP to setting ridiculous records. So it, it matters for everybody, in my opinion, real quick, before we do a quick mock and get on out of here, give it out of, give it out of 10 halftime show, Nick music, man. We'll start with you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a seven. Okay. I don't know. I thought that was good. Um, I think that like, he's got a lot of songs, but there's, there's other artists that have like way more bigger catalog and i think that like that might have just been the biggest thing for me and also like it was a not ton of singing it was more dancing than anything and like just every now and then he'd come in with a couple of lines but um i think all the guests were pretty you know big but also just like expected like Lil john and Ludacris, complete locks uh jermaine dupree of course and then you know alicia so her was sick she was great oh yeah her was dope too she killed it i thought luda stole the show Toss, what do you give it out of 10? <laughs> um, I actually didn't watch it live, so I had to rewatch it later. But I thought it was, I'd probably give it like an eight. Uh, I, but mentioning that like a lot of people loved it, like love, loved it. Like writing it down as, you know, one of the top five performances of all time. I, I just, when you get someone up there who can dance, like he can dance and it, it's, it's really exciting. And I do think that there is something to what Nick's talking about where it's like when someone dances so, so much and you know that like you want to sing the songs with them kind of like there's this little, it becomes a little abrupt, like production wise. Um, but I thought it was good cameos. Like I, I kind of, I mean, all in all, just the production of the entire Super Bowl. Like I love Posty singing at the top. I thought that was, that was great. Obviously he's a, he's a Cowboys fan. So I respect him a lot. And, and, I'm a huge fan of him. Reba was, I, I would say. I, I honestly missed it. I would have rather Posty do the halftime show. I'm in the minority. Wow. I give Usher six out of 10. I thought he danced his ass off. He looked cool in all his costumes. He, he, also, he also looked great. Yeah, he's Usher. He's, he's the man. He's, 45. he's been hitting the gym hard. Yeah, he's a beast. Usher is a beast. I'm not taking that away from him. He's an unbelievable talent epic dancer it just was like there wasn't much singing and like he didn't like sing that hard and like he started off kind of slow and he didn't hit like you know there was a couple songs where he could have done more he did a lot of yeah that was cool but like other than that like yeah he didn't really hit all of his songs that hard and there's other people with better catalogs that could do a better job and have done a better job it does not hold a candle yeah to the one that happened in la yeah what in la punts it you know that like a lot of these, like they have other options and like that, that you know, those people pass. Like it was known that. Sure. He did it. So he did a good job. 
but like I don't think it was like a biblically good performance. Definitely not top five I've ever seen. Probably not even close. He looked cool, danced well, but that was about it for me. I I think the L.A. one is like gonna be hard to beat because it's also God, like the, it's it, yeah, it's the locale too, in, right? In like out in L.A. Yeah, the only thing that Vegas really could have done, I think, would have been like to get everyone that's like under residency right now and like get them all the Super Bowl, which would have been, you know, the logistically, I'm sure that's not even possible. I'm just every DJ just yeah, yeah. (laughs) Carrot Top, Nick's favorite. Carrot Top, Carrot Top. Has he ever had more press than he's had the last week? Like this has been a huge week for Carrot Top. I feel like. Yeah, I it was a huge week for me. I had never seen any of his stuff before, and Nick was really embarrassed for me. As a homie, he was he was he, he did not think it was a good good look and a yeah, good dude, omen. He was doing stand up in in the casino that we were staying at. He was yeah. Any he any um uh, any commercial shout outs from you guys? I thought they were pretty pretty meh this year. Meh. Yeah, a, a I, few a few good ones, but I can't believe them. how much Tamu spent on on their marketing budget. The scammers of Instagram. I th- I think who which one did I, I like the walk in commercial? Oh yeah, that was cool. BMW. Yeah, that was a good um, one. Toss, you yeah. love the Fandle one, right? I mean, it's just like when you have Carl Weathers this close to you know when he's passed and he's such a legend. Obviously, I thought that was a cool little yeah, homage they to him. Little, they gave him a memorial too. It's yeah. also it's also just like it's a live commercial, so that I, I still have a hard time like wrapping my head around that. And I think it's like really impressive from a production standpoint to get that done. Like Gronk kicks the field goal before the game starts and then they've already made a commercial about it as we're watching like an hour later it's just it's just where we've gotten to with like tech and whatnot is like pretty impressive yeah um, i like the uber eats. i actually like the few of them uber i like the eats. uber eats one Uber eats one where they forget that one's good I mean, well i'm a huge friends fan i love you're a that. huge you're a huge boston sports fan did you like the dunkin donuts one that was dope yeah. of course yeah, bro no one kills it harder the motherfucking Matt Damon, bro. I was about to say, yeah, Damon was the best part of that. Him like Matt not wanting fucking, to be there was hilarious. Yeah. Matt fucking Damon is like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Matt Damon is the literal fucking goat to me. He yeah, murdered that. He killed that. I thought the Uber Eats one was good. I thought the guy from Veep with Beyonce. Oh, yeah, that was good. That and was Verizon good. did a pretty good job. The um he's also the son in, in Arrested Development. Yes. Buster. Yeah. Yeah, Buster. Uh the the one that we, we saw beforehand already, the Paramount Plus one. With yeah. all the, but we saw the like the long one already. Like it was like a minute and a half, like, you know, weeks ago. And so they did the shortened version, but I thought that was really good. With Josh Allen and Peppa Pig. Yep. Peppa Josh Pig. Allen. Josh Allen's on it. Did you guys there was one with Josh Allen and Peppa Pig? I'll send it to you guys. Oh sh- no, I missed that one. Josh well, Allen two, and Peppa Pig. Tua two was in that one. Right. Tua with yeah, and that one's yeah. Did Sir you guys Patrick, see that, Creed. that Tua played like guitar and sang live with Darius Rucker in Vegas earlier in the week? No, I missed that. He's like up on stage, like strumming the guitar, and in the crowd was Daniel Jones, like going nuts, which is pretty funny. I don't know, just like a just a yeah. funny, funny group Daniel, of cast Daniel, characters. There's Daniel a lot Jones. of religious months this year. Yeah, what was up with that? Like Church of Scientology, there was the Jesus one at the very beginning. I went well, the, to the Jesus bathroom. ones had a, had a run, I feel like, for the last three or four Super Bowls, right? Yeah. He gets us or whatever it is. But the, I don't, you know, washing feet, just, I thought, I think everyone on the internet thought it was an OnlyFans commercial for the first like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Scientology, what is Scientology? Yeah. I mean, we're over it at this point, honestly. 
Like it's the, the, the religious commercials are owed are OD. Um, and then I didn't know what they were doing. The, the bullying one. I'm glad they did it, but I didn't know that that was going at first either with the, with, with the, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was a, that was a wholesome commercial, but not a lot of sad ones, which was nice to see. There was one year there was like, I forget which commercial it was, but it was so sad. And we were all like, Oh God. Yeah. Why, why did that just hit our screen? But I, I good Super Bowl all in all commercials are solid halftime show decent, but I'm glad people liked it. And it looks like we're gunning for a chiefs in 2025 with their potential rematch. Toss, you wanted to add? I was just going to say at our, our partners at betonline.ag. Go to bed online, use promo code believe BLEAV 50% off on your first deposit. Do you guys know, as you would expect, the Chiefs have the shortest odds, 49ers have the second shortest team that has the third shortest on bet online and only on bet online. Other places, they're fourth, fifth, sometimes sixth. Do you know what team it is? Packers, no, the pack. Wow, the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Who the last time they went to the a playoff game was in ninety one, right? Not and playoff. Last time they went to uh, NFC Championship. Last time they won playoff game, I think was playoff the, game. Yeah. Last time they won a playoff game was ninety one when they were the first in the NFC North. Their odds that year were plus four thousand. They ended up the season twelve and four. So, uh, pretty crazy how far this team has come. This franchise has come, and I just wanted to. It's it's cool. It's cool that the fact that Lions fans. Um, you know, going into next season, get to feel really, really solid about their squad. I do think that the 49ers are still the best team in the NFC and, uh, you know, something will have to severely change in order for someone else to topple them. But, um, the lines are right there. They're nipping at their heels. Yeah, absolutely. Like my dog, like, like Nick's dog, like Bevo. Like young Bevo. Um, all right, real quick, we're gonna go. Uh, Nick, you'll pick first, I'll pick second, Toss, you'll pick third. Mock draft Monday, we're gonna try to bang it out in 10 12 minutes. Uh, if you want to make a trade, you can make you can trade that pick. It's your it's your go to trade the pick. You're gonna, right? you're gonna pull it up for us, got you right here, baby. Thank you. Can you see it? I can see it. Can you see it? See it, sucker. All right, Nick, you're up first. You're the Chicago Bears. You can make any trade you want. Okay. Or you can make the pick. Okay, okay. Man, almighty. Um, all right. I'll I'm gonna take Caleb for now. We'll cool. do this again at some point. Maybe I'll trade him. I'll trade the pick and keep Justin Fields. But right now let's take Caleb. Cool. Is there any team you want to trade Justin Fields to before we take Caleb Williams? Um, maybe the Falcons. Cool. Good deal. All right. Justin Fields going for, let's say, a second round pick to the Falcons. Bang. That affect that just affects the draft and who the Falcons take, right? Caleb oh. going, Caleb going one. I have the second pick I will take for the Washington Commanders, Drake May. Toss you're up with the New England Patriots third. Uh, I will take receiver out of Ohio State, Marvin Let's Harrison. Oh, I love it. You know I want that so badly. Oh. All right, Nick, you're up with the Cardinals fourth. Cardinals are pissed because that, that's they thought that they were going to get him there. Um, Cardinals are going to trade back. Okay. With the Bears. No, wait, not the Bears. Uh, the Vikings. Vikings go up and get. Uh, 
Mr. Daniels. Mr. Daniels. This is assuming Kirko Chains is gone from Minnesota. Makes sense. Okay. Minnesota's up. They take Jaden Daniels. Bang. Now, I would try to, if I was the Chargers, if the, let's say the Cardinals stay there and made their pick, if I was the Chargers, I would try to trade back um, and, and make a move to try to get, you know, quarterback needy team up to five, but I'm not doing that. No one's going to take Penix Jr. at five. Um, when Penix gets taken, if he gets taken in the first round, I want to bring up our second shout out to our boy, Jacob Dermott. It could be a little early, but I I just think Brock Bowers would be such a great safety valve. He was so dominant um, at Georgia, and he'd be great for Herbert and Harbaugh to work in uh, in Los Angeles. So I'm going with Brock Bowers at five to the Chargers. Sweet. Toss, you're up at six with the New York football giants. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to – on the outside? Yeah, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Joe Alt. Uh, I'm gonna take Ooh, it off. Of I'm gonna take it off. Of I tackle. like it. That way, Neil can move to guard, and there's less pressure on him. And you've got two beast tackles on either side. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Nikolai, you're up at seven with the Tennessee Titans. I'm gonna take Roma Dunze. I think he'll end up jumping Malik Neighbors here as the second wide wide receiver in the draft. Excellent pick. All right, I'm up. The Falcons. Traded for Justin Fields. So they don't have a second round pick. Um, could be a position where they move back, but they have Raheem Morris coming in. I think they go with the best edge in the draft. I like Dallas Turner a lot. Always have out of Bama. I was a big recruit and he produced really well for the Crimson Tide. So they're going to go with him at eight. Toss your back up at nine with the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Uh, I think the Bears are totally cool with uh, how the draft has fallen for them. And I will select Malik Neighbors. Uh, at the nine spot here. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Nick, what are you thinking for the Jets? Show me the re- available receivers, please. Ooh. Yeah, Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin, Lad McConkey, Keon Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell. Hmm. See, I don't love any of these guys going top 10. Yep. So I think the Jets trade back here. Okay, is there a specific um, team that you think would want to trade up? Maybe the... Keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, maybe the Steelers. Okay, like the Steelers trading up to ten, going and get the getting the top DB in the draft. Steelers go to ten. The DBs. I'll pull them up for you just so Cooper. you can see. Oh, Cooper, Cooper. You want Cooper, Cooper DeGene? DeGene? Yep. Cooper Jean going to Pittsburgh at 10. Interesting move. I like it. I don't hate it. All right, Cardinals at 11. They traded back in Nick's other move. Uh, Vikings moving up to get Jaden Daniels. Cardinals sit here now at 11. I'm going to go with an offensive lineman. They took Paris Johnson last year, but I still continue to think they build that offensive line. Uh, Olu Fashanu out of Penn State's an option, but I like Talise Fuaga jumping him from Oregon State offensive tackle. Toss, you're up with the Broncos. Uh, oh, you went with Fuagu. Oh, okay. And uh, got it. Got it. Can you just give me like scroll down on, on some of the prospects so I can see some of the rest of the guys on the board? Um, yeah, I think I'm going to select, uh, I'm going to select Jared verse edge Florida out State. of Florida state for the Broncos. Um, they've actually, they've moved a lot of their defensive ends and edge position guys in the last few years of they try if they, as they've tried to restock picks and restock, 
young players. Um, so I think they could use a, a top tier pass rusher in there. Yep. Nick, ironically, one of your second favorite teams because your dad, the Vegas Raiders, I almost said Oakland, Jesus. Um, ironic that you like uh, or have supported two teams that have relocated. I consistently almost messed that up. Uh, Vegas Raiders, they just hosted the Super Bowl. Really cool stadium, honestly, we saw from the outside. Uh, they pick at 13. What are you thinking? Yeah, I like Fashano here. I mean, I think that he, there's an obvious need for them. And, uh, you know, he's a top 10 talent. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, okay, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I would have taken Fashano had he fallen. I think J.C. Latham, offensive tackle at Alabama, is a really good option, and I'm not going to overthink it if I'm the Saints. I'm going to get some youth on that offensive line. Toss, you're back up at 15 with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, show me some of the rest of the board, please. Got you. You got Jerzon Newton, uh, defensive line from Illinois, Nate Wiggins, cornerback from Clemson, Terry and Arnold, cornerback from Bama, Leatu Latu, edge from UCLA, Quinion Mitchell, cornerback from Toledo. Yeah, Brian Thomas, wide receiver from LSU, Jackson Powers Johnson. What I'm gonna, yeah, just uh I, I'm gonna I'm enticed with taking one of these DBs, but I'm gonna could be a bit of a reach, but I'm going with Brian Thomas Jr. You know, you guys know I love Tigers, and I'd like to have someone on the opposite side of Michael Pittman for their young quarterback uh in Anthony Richardson. So that's what I'm gonna do there. Pittman also was a candidate to maybe sign elsewhere. So if he does leave Indianapolis, that's a really good replacement. Uh Brian Thomas Jr., who was overshined by Malik Neighbors this year, but unbelievably productive in his own right. Um it's a really good pick. Nick, you're back up with the Water Falcons new Give head coach. Too. Nice. That was easy. <laughs> he's I think he's gonna be a B. He it, this reminds me like Latu dropping there of like we see it every year. We saw it with Derwin James, we saw Kyle Hamilton, hopefully Christian Gonzalez. When there's a when there's a defensive guy that we all really like and think can be really good, but they just somehow fall to the teens. I think Latu has that written all over him this year. Okay, I'm back up at 17. I think they're they're going to continue to try to help out the Jaguars. Um, their their star franchise quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. They're going to take Jackson Powers Johnson, center from Oregon, right here at 17. Pass uh, <laughs> your other team. Ironic, we're getting our other teams here. The Benjis at 18. Yeah. Can you show me? Mm... You want tackles? Yeah, I, I'm Mims is there though. I know that. Yeah, you can show me the rest of the guys. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like any of the other guys at this place. Um, if you could show me the just the the main board one more time. Yep. And then I can quickly make my decision. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna add some upholstery and some additions in the defensive backfield. I'm going to take Terry oh. and Arnold out of. Oh, wow. Nice. Out of Alabama. I think he's going to be a stud. Yep. Nick, you're back up with the LA Rams. Let's go with the uh, Jerzon Newton. Give uh boy, Aaron Donald some help over here. You know, we don't know wow. how many years he's got left, but to build a D line and make it stronger, it's going to be huge. Aaron Donald 2.0 potentially coming into the building. Uh, the New York Jets, they're not going to get Devontae Adams. They could go with a wide receiver here. Mims is the top tack on the board, but he has some injury history. I don't think they want to do that, especially with the way Vera Tucker and Michael Becton have panned out. Jordan Morgan is available offensive tackle from Arizona, as is Tyler Guyton offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Troy Fountainew, I love a lot out of Washington. He could play across the line inside or outside um, from Washington. Again, he was really good against our Texas Longhorns. Uh, Fatanu, sorry, Troy Fatanu uh, from Washington. So that's who I'm going to go with. 20th overall, the Jets had traded back. Fins, Toss, you're up. Your girlfriend's favorite team. 
Um, I'm enticed with the the rocket there, Quinion Mitchell, um, a defensive backfield that's already strong but aging at certain positions. Um, if you could show me, scroll down a little bit. I mean, I like Braylon Trice a lot. Um, this is tough. This is a tough spot to be in for this squad. You could trade. You have that at your disposal. Okay. I think what I'll do is I'll trade. Can I trade back one pick? Yep. With the Eagles. With the Eagles, who are going to move up. me, huh? Yeah. And I'm going to lock in uh, Quinion Mitchell with that pick. Nice. Nick, you now have the Eagles. Uh, sorry, the Dolphins. The Eagles going with Quinion Mitchell with a one-move trade-up. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> The old um, one, the old jump up the team. They ahead just, of you. they just, they just had to make sure they got him. They just had. I to. think he's gonna be. I think I, I've said this before to people. If I see a guy from a random ass fucking school, that's on the defensive side, like I, and he's like being mentioned in the top twenty, I know he's gonna be a beast. Yeah. All right. Scroll down some for me, please. Um. Yeah. I mean, let's go with Mims here. You know, build the O line a little bit more. He's the best available. Uh, offensive lineman and uh yeah it's an easy pick easy pick all right the texans nate wiggins is still available i think that'd be a really strong pick for them i think he could be the best corner in the draft but you know he's he's fallen behind terry on arnold um you know cooper DeGene and quinion mitchell here i think our boy this is a really good spot for him with newton off the best left interior defensive lineman our guy at the University of Texas, keep him in state. Byron Murphy, I think he could be a beast for D'Amico Ryan's. Might seem a little biased, but I think this is a strong spot for him at 23 with Houston. Toss your boys. You got your team. I think I'm going to trade back. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I give me Keon Coleman out of Florida State. Ooh, wow. Not even a hesitation right there. Interesting. Nick, you're up with the Packers. Um, all right, let's get let's go down a little bit more. Let's see here. Um a lot of talent here. Yeah, it's just not anywhere they that they need. I mean, I don't want to reach and take a running back right now. I think they need a wide receiver. Uh maybe go up more. All the way to the top. Yeah, Josh trying to bury you there with a the bad pick. It's I'm I was just scrolling for the guy. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Um you know, I like I like Braylon Trice here. Nice. I think that uh, you know, I mean, it says any defensive interior help, but you can never have too many edges. And you know, he was a force to be reckoned with in the game against us, and all season long. And I think that he's going to have a nice career. Nice. Yeah, like, you wonder I, how much longer they'll have Preston Smith there too, right? You know, could trade off of his contract if he wanted to. Um, Joshua, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to have a team trade back in. Um, there's the quarterbacks are starting to fall. You want to get that fifth year in there. I'm going to have the Raiders move back in for a QB, um, with Tampa. Tampa's going to move out of the first round. Um, there's, they're, they're a team that needs uh cornerback help. Like if I could do the deal. Oh, sorry guys. There we go. 
So the Raiders move back in. It's really what quarterback I want to take. We have Bo Nix, Pennix Jr., J.J. McCarthy. I think J.J. McCarthy is getting the most hype in the first round. Our boy, shout out Joe DeLeon, thinks he's Daniel Jones' second coming. I kind of agree. I think the guy I like the most is Michael Penix Jr., and that's I think he's the most NFL-ready, and that's who I'm going to go with here. Our boy, this is where the second shout-out to Jake McDermott comes in. He goes, if A.D. Mitchell catches the ball and Texas wins that game, obviously doesn't go to overtime. Texas wins the Sugar Bowl, and they go to the national championship. But Michael Penix Jr. has a biblically good game, and we don't see him kind of crumble in the national championship game. Is his stock a lot higher? Did that DB knocking the ball out of A.D. Mitchell's hand tank Michael, tank Michael Penix Jr.'s stock a little bit? And I think it's plausible. I like Michael Penix Jr. a lot here, and I think that's who I'm going to go with out of Washington for the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, you could argue that it put him exactly where he should be in drafts, yeah. which, is, which is probably the most accurate thing. Um, can you show me the tackles one more time? They took a tackle earlier, just keep in mind. The Cardinals at 27, Chalice Fuaga at 11. I could just, right. I, could, I could still show you the tackles though. I would still like to see him. Yeah. Um, give me a, oh, I'm in, I'm in ties. Show me the receivers. You know, I'm feeling uh I'm feeling biased. So let's take A D Mitchell with this pick and send him to team up with Kyler Murray and have them uh create some big, great chemistry together. Big twelve boys. Nick, you're up with the Bills. Nate Wiggins. Jumping at that one with the fall for him. Good pick. I'm gonna also jump with the Lions at twenty nine. Kool Aid McKinstry. Easy pick for me there. Toss your back up with the Ravens. Uh can you <laughs> Just for funsies, can you bring Chop Robinson into the Ravens? Yeah, absolutely. Chop Robinson, Edge, Penn State, going to the Ravens. Uh, Nick, you're back up with the 49ers, the defending NFC champions. Oh, what do they need? I'm trying to think last night, like what was the the issues for them? I mean, they've got a great defense. They've got a good running back. They've got good receivers. They've got a I, think good the, I think the offensive line was the biggest clearing issue. Yeah. Maybe take Jordan Morgan here. Arizona. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. And then the Chefs. I would have loved for our boy A.D. Mitchell to fall so I could be biased there. Wide receiver is a really good spot for him. Um, I think this is a position where they can honestly look to trade out and let a team maybe uh, move up into uh, the 32nd spot to try to get a quarterback. But really, who are the quarterback needy teams from here? The commanders have already taken one. Um, they may not be able to actually go and make this move. So I think they're going to stick, draft a player. I don't love Troy Franklin. I think Lad McConkey is such a Chiefs player, and that's who I'm going to go with to close our draft. So this is it. Our draft right here, some big moves. The Vikings trading up for Jaden Daniels was a big move. The Steelers trading up for Cooper DeGene, who is a, such a Steelers player, a big move. Nate Wiggins and Kool-Aid McKinstry dropping to the uh, Bills and Lions, respectively, at the end of the first round. The Raiders moving back in to get Michael Penix Jr. Um, those are the big moves right there in our first mock draft as a squad together. Nick, always a pleasure. Toss, his computer died, so he had to dip out. We will see you guys next time. Hit your free throws because the free we out you. We love you. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live. 
on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.